Coming up on We Talk News this week, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders tells it like it is at an Iowa town meeting. What you are now seeing is a radical change of consciousness with regard to that war. You are seeing state after state after state legalizing marijuana. I would legalize marijuana nationally. I am supportive of that, but we are making some progress in state after state. Another sign of progress? The in-person cannabis trade show is back. This time, the stop is in Boston, where NECAN returns for its sixth year and its first in months. It's fantastic, you can call it a comeback. It's been over, two, it's been two years since our last show. The big keep getting bigger as Cresco Labs acquires a Bay State operation for $90 million. And a cannabis VIP event brings together an NBA Hall of Famer and a local 21-year-old college student who first met Paul Pierce 11 years ago. All that on We Talk News next. Pro-Cannabis Media Programming and PCM-TV is supported by Revolutionary Clinics, Massachusetts' number one medical dispensary where the patient comes first. And by Salient Systems for Video Surveillance. You've got regulations, Salient has solutions for your security needs. And by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. And by Artery Pay, easy, cheap, fun, and legal just like cannabis should be. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. So, have you told us your cannabis story yet? Every month, we want to hear your cannabis story. What role has the plant played in your life? You could win a great cannabis storage unit from yourstorywithanI.com. Just tell us your story. First up this week, the public comment period for the federal legalization bill has passed now that the September month is here and the work now begins. One senator who has always been pro-cannabis is Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. At a town meeting in Iowa, he seems to be encouraged with the progress towards legalization state by state. I think we're making, we're making progress. Look, my own view is that the so-called war on drugs has been an abysmal failure. It has destroyed God knows how many lives, disproportionately African-American and Latino. What you are now seeing is a radical change of consciousness with regard to that war. You are seeing state after state after state legalizing marijuana. I would legalize marijuana nationally. I am supportive of that, but we are making some progress in state after state. Another encouraging sign that the cannabis industry is finally emerging from the pandemic shutdown is the return of the face-to-face -face trade show. You know, two weeks ago, it was in Las Vegas. This week, it's in Boston with the sixth annual New England Cannabis Convention at the Heinz Auditorium. The sound of construction workers working with staff, setting up trade show booths with familiar names like Rev Clinics, Green Bros, The Botanist, True Leave, and of course our friends at Accounting Buds. All ready to go. No one is more ready than the founder of NECAN, 
Mark Shepard. It's, it's fantastic. You can call it a comeback. It's been over. Two, it's been two years since our last show, October 2019 in Maine. So yeah, it feels phenomenal to be back. I mean, cannabis is all about that. It's about bringing people together. It's about healing people, sharing remedies, sharing experiences. More importantly, sharing knowledge and really differentiating the product and explaining what is best for each individual user and talking about it, answering questions, sharing experiences. This is what this convention is all about. Like so many businesses, the pandemic hit the trade show industry so hard, but Mark Shepard reports that his numbers are equal to last show that they held back two years ago. I mean, we've got two exhibit halls here in, in the Heinz. They're just about at max capacity. Um, we've had people signing up even the last few weeks. The pre-sales have been flat with 2019, which was our best year ever. So we're really excited. As far as COVID protocols go, Shepard believes his show will have no different exposure than going to the supermarket. Well, if people don't know, there is a mass mandate in Boston, so everybody's taking great care to, to, you know, sort of mitigate circumstances as much as possible. We've got double sanitation set up. We're going to have touchless sanitation stations all over the place. Obviously, everybody's masked, and there's plenty wide aisles. There's going to be plenty of room. It's going to be no different than spending some time in the grocery store or CVS or anything else. Um, just take your reasonable care and caution. Be respectful of everyone else, and, and we'll all have a great time. NECAN is open to the public Friday through Sunday in the Boston area. Yes, the public is invited. Go to NECAN.com to purchase tickets and for more information. That's not the only big story in the Bay State this week. There's been a major acquisition of one of the original dispensaries in the Bay State area, and it's been acquired by Cresco Labs. Here's Ron Marshallsee with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report. I'm Ron Marshallsee with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for We Talk News. Last week, Chicago-based Cresco Labs completed its takeover of Massachusetts Cultivate. The deal was worth $90 million, and according to Cresco CEO and co-founder Charlie Batchel, it was an important step for expanding its presence in attractive states like Massachusetts. Batchel said in a press release, expanding operations in the most strategic U.S. cannabis markets is at the heart of our growth strategy, and we're thrilled to have the opportunity to show what can be achieved through a maximized footprint in Massachusetts. We have been thoroughly impressed with the Cultivate team and their quality of their operations. We look forward to a productive and efficient integration process to carry their historical strong momentum into the fourth quarter and beyond. This deal gives Cresco approximately 42,000 square feet in flowering canopy and also adds three operational dispensaries in Leicester, Framingham, and Worcester, bringing its combined retail storefronts in the state to four. The New England Cannabis Convention is returning to Boston after almost two years. Along with the several hundred vendors that are there ready to go, NECAN is offering several separate ticket workshops. Mark Shepard, co-founder and president of NECAN, explains the different workshops that are available this year. We have four separate ticket, ticket workshop, workshops, they're workshops, which is the most we've ever had. Typically we have two or three, but we have a um, Massachusetts hemp seed to sale workshop. We have an, an actual certified um, responsible vendor training where, where dispensary workers can get their actual certification. Um, we have a yoga and wellness one, and then we have one that's on how to market your brand and social brand in order to raise capital for your business. 
The New England Cannabis Convention is September 10th through the 12th at Heinz Convention Center in Boston, starting at 11 a.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 a.m. on Sunday. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For We Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsey. In New York, a pleasant surprise as acting governor Kathy Hochul nominates two key leaders for the new Office of Cannabis Management. Hochul nominated and the Senate approved the appointment of Chris Alexander as executive director. He was the former policy manager for the Drug Policy Alliance and lawyer Tremaine Wright has been named the chair of the Cannabis Control Board for the state of New York. For a complete wrap-up of the holiday weekend in cannabis sales, here's Deborah Borchart from the Green Market Report, who's reporting from Times Square this week. Deborah, This is the business update for Weed Talk News from the Green Market Report. Cannabis consumers flocked to dispensaries on the Friday of this past Labor Day weekend, resulting in the third largest day for cannabis sales in 2021. Unfortunately, that was the only good news for cannabis retail for the holiday weekend. Overall, sales dropped in 21 versus 20 for the last weekend of summer. Sales on September 3rd, that Friday, were up 10% over the previous four Fridays, and that's what drove this day to be the third largest day of total U.S. cannabis sales so far this year. Acreage Holdings reported that Hurricane Ida caused extensive damage to its cultivation center located in Sewell, New Jersey. It was nearing completion of construction, but now the damage is going to significantly delay the opening of this cultivation center that had been planned for the first quarter of 2022. And finally, Halo Collective announced preliminary unaudited monthly net revenue in August 2021 of approximately $3.9 million. Halo said this was a 94% increase versus last year and was driven by continued organic growth and increased market penetration in California and Oregon, as well as contributions from its recent acquisition of Winberry Farms and the company's three Kush Bar retail cannabis stores located in Alberta, Canada. And that is your business update. I'm Deborah Borchardt from the Green Marker Report for We Talk News. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law a bill this week that will now allow researchers to start to study the cannabis grown in that state. Now, you might remember that up until a few months ago, only the weed grown at the University of Mississippi was legal to be researched. Now, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency will authorize other states' grown cannabis for research. That Golden State also released new regulations for the legal cannabis industry now governed by a Department of Cannabis Control. Even though the new rules won't go into effect in California until the end of September, it does look like some restrictions have already been lifted regarding exchange of product samples as well as new definitions for non-vertically integrated companies and their ability to brand merchandise from other licensees. Now let's go out to Michigan. For our report from the new executive director of Normal in that state, he's our own Michigan Canacaster, Rick Thompson. Rick? Hello again. This is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Let's begin. Senator Jeff Irwin from Ann Arbor has introduced a new bill. Michigan cannabis regulators would no longer be allowed to deny a person a medical cannabis business license based on their moral character and reputation or prior marijuana convictions under a newly filed Senate bill, SB 619 would strike statutory language in the medical business licensing program. 
and it adlines clarifying that people with marijuana felony or misdemeanor convictions are not automatically disqualified from participating in the medical business program. When we drafted the recreational cannabis laws, we specifically removed these silly business requirements, but they're still in the medical marijuana business program, and that's where Irwin wants to strike down the language. And Monday was Labor Day, and Michigan celebrates that holiday with a walk across the Mackinac Bridge. The five-mile-long bridge connects the upper and lower peninsulas of the USA's most watery state and is normally closed to pedestrian traffic. For the past eight years or so, Michigan Normal and other groups have banded together and presented a cannabis community contingent in the throng of walkers. This year, Normal combined with the Michigan United Caregivers Association and offered t-shirts to all who attended. It's our tradition of giving back, and that includes free coffee, donuts, and water to anyone who visits our area at the Trailhead Welcome Center. It's also a tradition that the governor leads the walk across the bridge. And this year she did. The governor was walking south while a group of us was walking north. Gretchen Whitmer smiled and waved at the crowd. Cannabis advocate Susan Fisher was wearing skin-tight leggings with cannabis leaves on them. She shouted to the governor, I voted for you. The governor shouted back, I like your pants. Nine years ago, the governor was Republican Rick Snyder. He never would have made a comment like that. Now, the bridge walk may be a tradition unchanged, but the times, they are a-changing. And that's it for the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. The summer months continue to be a boon for the state of Maine's cannabis market. August saw another sales record set in vacation land as Maine's 53 licensed adult use dispensaries sold over $10 million of weed in one month. That generated another $1 million in tax revenue for that state. A total of over $5 million in taxes has been generated since the cannabis adult use market opened in October of 2020. That total, that grand total of weed sold in the state of Maine is now over $48.9 million. Another state that seems to set a record every month is in Illinois. That's where Margot Vaselli has our report from that state. Margot? I'm Margot Vaselli from Margawana with this week's Weed Talk News Report from Illinois. The scramble to Illinois dispensary licenses continues. Many await to hear from the state on their decision of the outcomes that will determine who are the true Illinois dispensary license holders. Even though Illinois has announced its winners of these licenses, many are sitting on the edge of their seat, awaiting to hear if they get to keep them or if there will be a redraw. Others believe that there will be just another additional add-on of licenses to be offered. Last week, Toy Hutchinson, Illinois senior advisor to the governor of cannabis control, announced that they would create new licenses beyond the 185 to cure the clerical errors in license lotteries. It's really difficult for anyone to stay hopeful in this roller coaster situation. The big players being the most numb in handling these challenges. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Marga Vaselli for We Talk News. Two stories about research on the cannabis front. One is getting a lot of play on major U.S. news networks like Fox and CNN and NBC. It's an uncontrolled study from Canada on the impact cannabis smoking can have on your heart. These researchers looked at data collected voluntarily from 33,000 Canadian adults. Of those adults, 
17% used cannabis monthly, and 1.3% of those users had a heart attack, while only 0.8% of non-cannabis users in that same group reported the same issue. Now, this comes just weeks after another study claimed that occasional use through smoking flour had little or no harm on your health. Interestingly enough, that study was not reported on or is highlighted as much as this one. We'll be talking about the differences in reporting on cannabis research through the media this week on Friday's Green Rush Live. The other research study released this week looked at data compiled from 1975 to 2020 about cannabis and other drug use and alcohol consumption on college campuses. Guess what the biggest conclusion was? That cannabis use has increased over the past five years, especially in legal states, and alcohol use has declined. Now, that study also concluded that the pandemic drastically changed the way young people interact with each other. Hmm. It seems social distancing is a great way to limit the way young people interact. You think so? Now it's time for our Vermont report with our green nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Jessie Lynn? Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the We Talk News Vermont report. The Magic Man CBD Company's fundraiser for Abenaki Sustainability canceled their September 12th food and education drive for the Global Indigenous Fund. In coordination with the Pennywise Foundation, the Global Indigenous Fund was created to help combat environmental and socioeconomic threats to tribal nations and indigenous communities globally. You can still donate by going to magicman.com slash global indigenous fund. The Vermont Cannabis Nurses Association has put out a community call requesting naked cannabis farming pictures for a 2022 calendar project with proceeds to benefit Vermont patients. So whether you puff in the buff or want to show off the buds and bods, send pics to Kathy at nursegrown.com to get your pics and kicks in the calendar. Chef Bobby of Hot and Hetty had a rush hashana with all-you-can-eat-infused dinner and family recipes going back generations. With homemade chala, mom's duck fat matzo ball soup, potato paprikash, and prime brisket, attendees were full and flying high. The Cannabis Control Board subcommittees met for the first time this past week. The subcommittee meetings will only be open to the public in person and unlike all previous meetings, will not be live streamed. So activists take note and show up to the Capitol masked and ready to represent. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. It looks like the state of Maryland will be adding adult use of cannabis to the ballot questions in 2022. And now, of course, the most important thing is to make sure that the question is clear for all voters. For the rest of what's going on in and around our nation's capital, here's our DC report with Vote Pro Podcast, Phil Adams. Phil. With the Weed Talk News DC report. A leading federal regulator is calling for swifter action to protect financial institutions serving the legal cannabis industry. Rodney Hood, a board member and former chairman of the National Credit Union Administration, criticized Congress for not acting quickly enough to legalize cannabis at the federal level, which he considers inevitable. Hood called for the formation of an interagency work group to speed up the process of closing this federal policy gap. 
appointed by President Trump in 2019 to head the NCUA, Hood slammed congressional inaction as an abdication of legislative responsibility that he calls, quote, simply ludicrous. The NCUA is an independent federal agency that provides deposit insurance to credit unions. The American Medical Association this week joined a growing chorus of national research institutions in concluding that legalization of cannabis does not lead to increased usage among young people. In a study published in the Journal of the AMA, researchers found that legalizing cannabis for adult use did not correlate with an increase in youth consumption. Rather, the data showed the overall effect on adolescent cannabis usage to be, quote, statistically indistinguishable from zero. Their findings were generally consistent with recent studies by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the National Center for Education Statistics, and the National Institute on Drug Abuse. A group of Maryland lawmakers met this week to discuss plans for a 2022 ballot initiative to legalize cannabis for adult use and to implement a regulated marijuana market in the state. The House Cannabis Referendum and Legalization Work Group was appointed by Maryland House Speaker Adrian Jones. The work group was tasked with identifying lessons learned from other legal states and crafting legislation for a ballot initiative to put the question of cannabis legalization directly to voters. Maryland legalized medical cannabis in 2012 and decriminalized cannabis possession in 2014. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Now, we all know that interstate legal commerce of cannabis is prohibited even among legal states. However, over the past few years of reporting on the cannabis news, we seem to hear a lot about cannabis being sent through the U.S. mail, FedEx, UPS, or other carriers. Sure enough, UPS turned over a large parcel of weed to the town of Geneva, Wisconsin's police department. They immediately posted on their Facebook account that they're trying to find the rightful owner of the parcel of pot. Now, while they've had received hundreds of comical posts, no one has claimed the parcel. Good move. And finally tonight, sports figures have always been looked up to by young people. After all, as a kid, you could shoot a basketball, throw a baseball, or kick a soccer ball, just like the pros. And there's no better role model than a bigger kid for a younger one. Well, what happens when those kids grow up to be 21-year-old college basketball players? Now, their role models usually are out of sports, and these days, some are endorsing an adult product like cannabis. So what do you do? Well, you accompany your old college professor to a VIP event sponsored by Hubcraft to meet your role model. That's what I got to do with Trevor McLean from Boston, a senior at Emerson College just a few weeks ago when Paul Pierce was in town for a VIP event with Hubcraft. I've been in the space for the last five, six years. Uh, I'm excited to launch my brand here you know, in a place I call home. And uh, with the help of Hubcraft, all you locals here, thank you, you know, once again, and it's going to be a great time. That's NBA Hall of Famer Paul Pierce, and yes, his line of craft cannabis will be available at the Hubcraft Dispensary in Holyoke when it officially opens later this year. In the meantime, Paul was in town for a publicity tour, and there, on the cover of the Boston Herald newspaper from 2010, was a 10-year-old named Trevor McLean. He was hugging the sneakers of his basketball idol, Paul Pierce. 
So I was 10 years old and uh, my mom offered to bring me to an event that Paul Pierce was uh, having to basically help um, child obesity and to give kids um, a lot of exercises to do that could help to, um, you know, set up a bunch of food stands and teach them about the right different foods to eat. So I was just 10 kind of volunteering there and Paul Pierce was obviously, you know, my biggest idol, like from probably 10 or probably like year from eight to 11 years old, I was dressing up as him for Halloween, doing all these projects on him. He was just my idol. So yeah, I was pumped to be there. And um, it was like midway through the event, I think he got up on stage to talk and I was standing right at the edge of the um, stage. And thank God I was 10 because he had a lot of security there and definitely a lot of security near me. So when he kind of walked over, um to like the edge of the stage he didn't really see it but i lunged for it on the stage it just had to give him a hug it just had to feel it now the two had never met until that event and it took some serious positioning to bring these two together again 11 years later now that trevor is 21 he got a chance to meet paul face to face in boston at the underground back room at yvonne's the site of the old lockover restaurant that was a fun day yeah i did i mean he he was super surprised and i was pumped that he kind of went about it like that and reacted like that because i don't know i mean you are right i am 21 and it could picture but he was super he was super cool about it and uh i think it was actually like a fun moment for the both of us because he, he reacted even back then he was he was super nice about it and, and it made him have a good chuckle so yeah that's why we say it's a whole new world of weed out there that's we talk news for this week i'm jimmy young from pro cannabis media please remember to like share and subscribe all of the pcm produced programming thanks for watching Thanks for listening. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Difference is building a solution for that individual not just a custom, here's a box, here's a video, here's how you make your VMS. We custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs. And we keep the cost low. We have multiple tiers, you know, as far as what you're looking at on the cost side of things. If you want a one-time, you know, where you just pay one initial cost, we have that. If you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times, we have different plans for you. But we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100%. Pro 
Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCannaMedia, on Instagram at ProCannabisMedia, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabisMedia, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabisMedia, Twitter at ProCannaMedia, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabisMedia. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.